0: You are currently listening to a Suffolk Free Radio podcast. The views and opinions expressed on Coomber's Corner are the views and opinions of the show personalities only and do not reflect those of Suffolk University, Suffolk Free Radio, or those at the Student Leadership and Involvement Office. Adult language may be used. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, we are back. Welcome back to um, my corner, Coomber's Corner, Mata Coomber's Corner. I'm Mata Coomber, and welcome back to my corner. <laughs> um, thanks for uh, whoever watched or listened to the first, first episode. It was very wonky. It's going to get better from here, most definitely. Um, but, yeah, um, my week was good. Um, we, I did things like, um, shoveled recently. Um, didn't go to school Monday, President's Day, woohoo. Um, yeah. And I also watched a couple movies. I watched, Judas and the Black Messiah, as well as Marvel's Black Panther, because they're both about Black Panthers, and, you know, in the spirit, I don't know, spirit, that's weird, the spirit of Fred Hampton, oh, that's terrible, um, but, you know, it's, it's February 26th, you know, I got two days left, I had to, you know, do something, <laughs> so this is my something. And I'm going to be talking about these two movies about two different types of Black Panthers. Um. So, yeah. Uh, one is way better than the other. And that one is obvious. Judas and the Black Messiah, honestly. I love that movie. I was so happy to watch it again. It's on HBO Max. And um, it's it's an incredible movie like I don't know what to say because it's it's just the acting the, the soundtrack uh, just the the performances but it's I just said acting and performance but but like the writing in general it's it's so good I can't oh there's just sometimes I get mad thinking about it because I'm like Damn, I wish I was like in this scene, or I wish I wrote that scene, or whatever. It's just like, oh, you're just giving me chills sometimes. Um, Really good movie, I suggest you watch. Also, obviously, if you haven't watched Marvel's Black Panther or Judas and the Black Messiah, what the hell are you doing? I'm, I'm gonna be spoiling you. I'm gonna spoil the hell out of those movies. So, yeah. If you just want to hear me talk about them, thanks. Um, but um, I'm just going to go for it. Um, firstly, I'm just going to read like the, <laughs> I probably should have had this ready, but um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, sorry if you hear me typing uh, the, the description. Um, offered a plea deal by the FBI, William O'Neill, a.k.a. Bill O'Neill, infiltrates the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party to gather intelligence on Chairman Fred Hampton. Um, So, Lakeith Stanfield um, plays Bill O'Neill, and he's also in um, Atlanta, created by Donald Glover, um, slash Childish Gambino, you know him. Um, and that's where I was first introduced to him with, as Darius. He's acting there. He's, like, super aloof and, like, high on life, basically. Um, and he's a really funny character. But holy crap, him as Bill O'Neill in this, he... Whoa. This is a crazy role for him to play. Like, he... His performance was impeccable. Like, it's, it's so layered, so nuanced, almost as if Bill O'Neill was a real person. Um, but Keith Stanfield does a great job. Obviously, I wasn't there at the time, so I can't fucking say, I mean, can't say um, if, uh, you know, how accurate he was. But as, you know, the screenplay and the writers, they did a great job and um making a very compelling character and keith stanfield <laughs> definitely delivered i will say like keith stanfield did not <laughs> deliver in um yasue the like black samurai netflix anime it was not that good like at all pretty bad very terrible actually um Yeah, (laughs) don't mean to poop on his parade. But anyway, uh, also Daniel Kaluuya, he's actually also in Marvel's Black Panther. So he he played two different Black Panthers. It's crazy. Also, why I kind of, you know, did both of these movies. Because Daniel Kaluuya is a great actor. Um, He played Fred Hampton, like I said, um, the leader of the Illinois chapter of the black panther party and he delivered as well like it was like oh they're both so good and i'm pretty sure both of them were nominated for best supporting character in the oscars for their roles in this movie i'm not i'm not a film bro or anything so i'm not i'm not sure i'm not too too into the oscars or grammys is that that's music right Emmys, stuff like that, but um, I know about them, <laughs> and they're both nominated, and I believe one of them won, one of them definitely won if they didn't, then the the academy is actually brain dead, and yeah, they probably are by now, but yeah, um Daniel Kaluya, he didn't uh. Not he didn't, but um, kind of. It's weird to say supporting roles, but they both got like different amounts of screen time because obvious, like it's about the two, of, two of them. Um, but uh, yeah, they they both really, 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 really had their moments. Daniel Kaluuya, he's also British. So him having to have like a, a central—I don't know where he Fred Hampton was born, but like his his accent was really—he had a not the the typical American accent, especially back then. Um, but his performance was great. I I loved his speeches. Um, I have in my notes here actually. Um, Fred's "Die for the People" speech. Oh. Oh, it was really good. Like, oh, his and Daniel Kaluuya's delivery is just, just wow. You know, I've noticed. I'm divulging a little bit, but you know, whatever. This is not like a, a play-by-play review of the movie. I'm just gushing over it. But um, freaking Selma, the movie about um Martin Luther King Jr.'s march to Selma on Selma. It's through Selma. Um the actor who played him was also a British actor. So I feel like, you know, we need to reclaim our we need to reclaim our roots, man. Like what all these British actors first and then, you know, Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are Spider Man. That's crazy. Now they're just gonna what are they gonna do next? Um I can't think of a fast analogy. Um, but that's, that's crazy, uh, if you think about it. <laughs> but, um, all to say, Danny Paluuya's performance, incredible. Um, uh, who else was there? There was Jesse Plemons as Roy, um, Mitchell. He was the FBI agent who actually, um, employed Bill O'Neill. Keith Stanfield's character and he was kind of a dick Um, the first few times, I watched this movie like five times um, but the first few times I watched this I was like you know, old Roy um, he's not a bad guy he's one of the good whites um, back then and then you know, he he kind of got screwed over because of the peer pressure with all the other FBI agent guys and like sorta of throwing shots and threats and like, hey, you know, your daughter, this war, blah blah blah. But like you know, he's he's you know, I'll call him a victim, but then he really played his role at the end, just like Bill um, up until a certain point. Like they're they're basically falling under chains of command, you know? But um they are just following orders and got swamped up into the whole thing. Like, uh, Roy, he was trying to be nice to, um, to, to, to Bill. And obviously, um, uh, he saw some things that weren't right. Like, I forget exactly the person who, uh, who came into the Illinois chapter after like running away from, uh, Killing another rat In some other Town or state Um, And he was He was telling Or Roy was telling His other Comrades I don't know what I'm saying Other agents Like hey So we had An FBI informant Who's black Kill another guy And frame him And call him I mean Call him uh, An informant That's fucked up That's really messed up but then, you know, he got sat down and talked to, and he was like, by some other FBI guy. Um, excuse me. In the movie, obviously, I don't know what happened in real life, but um, and you know, they were saying some uh, some stuff to, to on, being like, you know, we can't continue this war; we'll lose our way because of assimilation or some uh like that's so weird like they want to stay segregated and like frame black like, that's such a uh also the the, the white actors they, they played their parts really really well here as well um so good good for Jesse plummins who played Roy he was in some other movie I watched too for me let me let me. Just do 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 Jungle Cruise. Oh, was he was he one of those guys in Jungle Cruise? <laughs> um, you know what? I don't know, and it doesn't matter. But it was probably Jungle Cruise. Uh, the um. But Dominique Fishback, who played Deborah, I'm pretty sure what was it, Deborah John Johnson, who um, uh, who was Fred Hampton's like lover, I'm not sure if they were like officially married or anything, but um, she had Fred Hampton Jr. and um, she she had really good scenes. Um, especially like with the poetry stuff I'm a I'm a poetry guy myself I like me some poetry and um, it, really, it really 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 hit I, I'll touch upon that in a bit um, oh whoopsie-daisy um, let me actually look at my notes because um, I started writing notes I was actively watching the movie because I really liked the movie Um but like halfway through, because I was looking at my phone as well. Um, But actually, the first thing I have on my notes, um, Deb reading the poem while Jake is in a shootout. It's a crazy juxtaposition. Um, So Jake was another member of the Black Panther Party and one of his friends, um, who was also part of the party, um, was shot and he was put into a hospital, but then later pronounced dead although he was doing well, but, you know, the police took him out because they're racist. Because they're racist. Um, And Jake was mad. Jake was really mad, and he had a big gun, and another guy called the cops on him, and it turned into a shootout, a very, very deadly one, and that led to his death. And the scene where we see the shootout is when Deb is reading a poem uh, to Fred um, after he got out of jail for some BS, like stealing 70 pounds of ice cream. Like, okay, can you, like, how? That's crazy. Like, the stuff people come up with just to, like, get you out of the picture. It's insane to me, 70 pounds of ice cream to what? Like, I don't know how kinky Fred was, but that's like, uh, I don't know. Like, what was he using it for? Why would he even need all that ice cream? Um, but the crazy lengths people go to or went to and um, just to take somebody out, that's crazy. And, and some individuals do it today still, it's terrible propaganda. Um but she was reading a poem to Fred and then um damn, I wish I had the poem with me. <laughs> uh but like she she was saying something something or the sh- or the shoot shot of my gun and then it cuts to cuts to Jake running away from the cops and they're shooting at him and like Deb is still reading the poem in the background, and you're like, damn, that's crazy. Um so that's it's really cool. And I should have ordered these notes a little different, but um the first point I had actually came after um Fred's die for the people speech. Then Fred speaking to Deb about um, her insecurities about being a mother. And uh, this, uh, like I said, he just got back from jail and then he was giving a speech to the people. He was telling them, no, we won't give up, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. like, I live for the people, I die for the people. And then um, there's a scene right after they're in bed together and then like Deb steps out and then he looks through her notebook and you know it's, you know it's her, it's her journal It's private and um he sees like will i be a good mother or just a motherfucker or something like that and then you know Deb walks in on him and then she's like whoa hey what are you doing these are private blah 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 and you know they they talk about it it's a really good scene and um Deb confronts him about like you know, you've got a cause to live for, and you're happy to die for it, but like I've got a child like to live for to like take out into this world, and like I think says in the poem, like, am, should I am I a bad mother for bringing a child out into a war zone, and that's like thats something Fred it's he's not really conscious of before that point cuz he's just one one track minded like for the cause of you know the the freedom or not, further freedoms of black people um around the US but you know starting with sh- Chicago and um i guess this like broadened fred's eyes saying like oh yeah like there's more I mean, there's my personal needs, too, although, you know, he can't just wash away everything else and prioritize. Actually, like, it's tough. It's tough. But, like, he Deb brings into perspective, hey, you know, you're bringing a your child into this world. Like, it's it's scary out there. I'm sorry, I can't be super articulate with this but you get it. all right sorry for being so discombobulated I'm not um going through this um chronologically but another scene i really enjoyed was um when they gave bill his nickname wild bill of the pool stick, he was waving it next to the crowns and their bar and stuff. And I, I just really like those type of scenes like showing camaraderie and like team building and stuff like that. And like, although Bill, you know, he's not doing a good deed, but you know, it shows his progression. Um, they're getting more comfortable with him, he becomes more comfortable with them. Wow, Bill, you know, um, and he, uh. And Later, you know, he, he kind of you no, know, he really does assume the role as a Black Panther because he becomes the the like Minister of Defense. I'm butchering that. I'm definitely not like uh, <laughs> Minister of Defense, but um, that's that's basically what he is. Like, oh, security officer guy, like the head of security, um, and uh, it's it's. It's really fun. Um, There's the female actress. I don't remember her name, but she played her. She was always with the group, with Fred, Bill, and, you know, the two other guys. Um, She played her role incredibly. She was also in that shootout later on in the movie. And um, she was the one who pressed Bill after they... um, after, like, the main members of the Black Panther Party, I mean, the Illinois chapter, I'm just going to keep saying Illinois chapter, um, they confronted the Crowns because of, um, uh, the FBI put out, like, fake flyers proclaiming that they were, like, the Illinois chapter or Chicago chapter, (laughs) what is wrong with me? Um, one second, one sucky-wecky. Uh, uh, uh... Illinois champion. Um, and, like, they were trying to use the slang, like, uh, dig in. And, um, it was a really nice cut, like, scene where, um, uh... Where, um, 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 um... Be- before the crowns start reading out the... The flyer to the Illinois chapter. Um, it's Roy, um, the FBI agent, talking to other agents, and they're saying like, "Yeah, we gotta. This Fred guy, he's no good. We gotta, we gotta put something out on the streets that'll defame them, basically." And so they're like, "What, what, what do, what do black people say? <laughs> like, uh, I didn't take a, a a black language class, you know." Bonix wasn't available in school yet, you know? So, um, then like the old raspy voice guy was like, yeah, I've definitely heard Dig In. What do you know? And then Roy was like, use it in a sentence. And then the, the raspy guy was saying like, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts, excuse me, but that was really good. And, um, It was a funny scene, too, because, you know, the Crowns called it out. It was like, dig in. Dig in. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Funny scene, good scene. And then, um... Bill, um, one of the Crowns recognizes him from the beginning of the movie because he tried to steal one of their cars. And, um recognize him and it's like blah 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 oh that's that black motherfucker who tried to be an FBI agent and nah, 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 nah. and then um you know the crowns show respect and like discipline the guy there and then after the the meeting um obviously uh you could see you're you're looking in Bill's perspective. Um, or at least the camera movements are showing Bill's perspective. But you can see in the background how the members that went with him are like, kind of suspicious, and like they're moving Chairman Fred away from him. And like at the end, you're like, oh, wait, why is Fred not in the car with him? And then you see the other ones go in the car with Bill, and you're like, oh, 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 yeah, they don't want to compromise themselves. So, you know, they moved... Um, Fred away and like they're trying to press Bill. and that was a really, really good scene because he um, <clears throat> you know he, he kind of had to prove himself that he, he was for the cause, but um also you know keep his um wow, I'm forgetting every single word I know, keep his um, um, infiltration intact. and so he got this car gifted to him from the FBI. And you know, that aroused suspicion to them, and they're like, yo, you know, how did you get this car, Bill? And then he came up with his lie. He was like, yeah, I stole it from a pimp. My boy, like, um, you know, changed the keys and the lock and stuff. He's like, yeah, I hotwired it. And then the really good female attra- a- actress, um, uh, you know, besides, no, but like, do it again, then, like, do it again. And then. I don't know, this this scene always stays in my mind, but she's like, Comrade, <laughs> it's like, take um look in my boot or some shit like that. And like the guy hands out a knife to Bill so he can, you know, cut the ignition stuff and, and hot wire the car. And then he plays it off really smooth and um And then he was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Now get the, you know, get the gun out of my face because, you know, they're waving a gun at him. So, you know, they wouldn't be compromised. And then they're like, wow, Bill. And then they start laughing and then they start driving away. And then you see um, Bill's face. Like, he's laughing too, but then he looks in the fucking window and he's like, shit, like, I, I could have died there. And great scene. Bill is wild indeed. Um, and so another scene I want to do. Um, at this point Bill is like higher up like I said he's like security officer guy. And then um, bop 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 Oh I talked about um you know him kind of faking it towards the guys who um who said they killed a rat and he was like he's like oh yeah I'm, I'm glad I wasn't there if I saw a rat I'd, I'd, I'd kill him dead and he was just like hyperbole after hyperbole like super exaggerating about like what he'd do to a rat. And it was just, like, trying to fit his lie in there because, like, inside he was scared. And I realized his tell kind of was that he he just speaks really fast and um, he fumbles his words. And that's, like, obvious, but you could say it's obvious to anybody, but, like, since this is a movie, like, two, two and a half hours, like, they try to fit little things to, you know... Um character behaviors, and that's something i I kind of like snuffed out um, and then you know it happens a couple more times where it's noticeable um, but and um so. The FBI agents are talking to Roy because, because they hate Fred. Like, he's inspiring the people. They actually burned down their headquarters and they built it back up. And then, uh, you know, they're growing stronger than ever. Um, oh, wait, did I say Fred or, or Bill? I meant to say Bill because he's the chairman. Um, and... Um, like I was saying, they were saying that, um, the FBI agents were talking about war and, you know, this is not a war. They're just bullies and meanie pies and, like, they're, they're, they don't know what they're doing. Um, this is not something of survival. You, like, coexisting is a thing. It's kind of weird that they can't fucking do that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but, um... They say they need to prolong the war while um, tensions are higher, and um, so they they try to get Fred back into jail again, and then once like, excuse me, his uh something about an appeal like not being approved, um. So, yeah, they're successful in that. And, um... Thingy. Sorry. Uh Fred pulls up to Fred... <laughs> Bill pulls up to Fred and another comrade, and, like, he has a trunk full of C4. And it's kind of crazy, because... Um, You know, at this point, you believe that Fred is... Bill. Keith Stanfield's character is, like, super for the cause. You see him at rallies. Like, he's, he's super in it. And, like... Excuse me. I'm sure he got the C4 from the... from the FBI. But there's, like, a bit of, like, truth to what he was saying. He was trying to... Convince Fred to um, bomb like uh, either police headquarters or or something involving the government, and he you know Fred was not for it. He was he was about to fight him. He was about to fight him, and um, that die for the people speech came back right at him because obviously Bill was there for that, and he he was using his own words against him. He was like. What do you mean, Fred? What do you mean? Blah blah blah. I thought it was dying for the people. And then like I said, when Fred was talking to Deb, who's carrying his child, and they were talking about that stuff, you know, it comes full circle. Now it it's deeper than that. So it hit you know, hits more personally to to Fred because of that conversation. Obviously Bill doesn't know that, nor do anybody else but Deb and him. But you know, this is a, a type of radicalization that he was not for um, in general, and so the other comrades like trying to pull him back, and and then like Bill is just screaming obscenities, obscenities, whatever, and um, he's like, yeah, I'm done, blah blah blah, I'm out of here, and uh, he was he was really mad. He was he was really, really mad, and he was just like screaming in his car and everything. And then, to my surprise, he takes the takes the the the, the recorder. He got it. He had a line on him. He takes it out and like rips it out and just throws it into the at the back of his car. And I, I drew a parallel on that scene. And um, after he. He's um he's talking to that other rat guy who said he killed a rat. <laughs> um or an informant. Because after that he leaves the building. Oh wait, no 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 no. I'm being so dumb. Um it was a different scene. It was after they blew up the FBI or police blew up the headquarters, and um, they stole specific items. And F- Bill was the one who gave them the blueprints to the to the to the headquarters. They s- stole like specific documents, and I'm pretty sure weapons. And then he comes in and he's like yelling up a storm in that place. And he's like, "There's an informant. There's a rat. And I'm gonna kill him." Blah blah blah. And then sorry if it got loud but um uh he's he's uh he's not happy seemingly and uh, everybody's trying to calm him down but he just walks out and storms out actually and then uh he makes sure to yell extra yells extra loud at the door and uh then he's backing up in his car and he's like laughing and that's one of my favorite scenes because like he knows he's playing them and at that it's earlier in the movie so um he, he's he's still you know coerced by the FBI. Um and not really with the the cause yet and he's just like yeah (laughs) i got those motherfuckers that they're so convinced that i I'm, i'm gonna fight for them blah 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 and back to the scene where he's um fighting with fred basically at that scene he's he's just he's actually mad he's not smiling he's not laughing but that's his way out for the next scene where he has to poison him and that i think that tape um, or that line was basically to confirm that he's not a Black Panther anymore. If they listen to that, or if the FBI listens to that, it's been like, oh, yeah, okay, so this guy wasn't, he's not involved with them anymore. That's my guesstimation. Um, <clears throat> and uh, one thing, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so, obviously, when he finds out that the FBI wants to, to kill Oh let me backtrack a little bit A little bit um, So um, this is after Fred gets um, <laughs> it's like to confirm to go back to prison And then the Agents including Roy And the other raspy Voice guy They're like yeah we, we got that Black bastard back in the prison Hell yeah But then they call like a, another higher up and I was like, you know, but what happens to them after they get out? They just get more famous, more prolific. Um, they write books. They get into newspapers. Um, they become celebrities, stuff like that. And so it was basically saying, yeah, you need to take them out for good. And I wrote, you know, take a player out the game. The, the whole team's morale wavers. Like if you're playing soccer... And like you get a red card, you're one man down. and He's not coming back for the rest of the game, and that that kind of sucks. You got to play with a ten man team against an eleven uh, man team, and you're like, damn. Wait, we're missing a guy. Another guy got shot. He or like that's somebody being injured. You're like, whoa. Like we got two people on the bench, and you know there's a war starting that we're just starting the second half. And that was a really bad analogy, but like, fuck with it. (laughs) Um, So that's basically their mentality. Um, And Roy confronts Bill, and he's like, "Yeah, um, just I know you've been to Fred's house, right? You know, draw me a little, draw me a little floor plan." a little foreplay, You know, I got you. Don't worry about that. Uh, you know? And then Bill's like, yo, he's going back to jail, though. What do you mean? <laughs> acting, you're, you're acting crazy. You're like, like you want to kill him or something. And then Roy's just like, don't even worry about that, Bill. My guy, Billy, boy. Oh, you want another car? I'll buy you another steak if you want to. Stuff like that. Um, And boop boop uh so he kind of he goes away and he's like super reluctant he goes to a bar and then this this pimp named Slick <laughs> uh walks up to him and he's actually another informant and he gives Fred his um not Fred uh, Bill the poison or like the sleeping drugs and then Bill is like pissed. He's like, "Get the hell out of here, man!" And I like—I don't know who played him. Was it? Ugh, I know who played him. I just can't remember the name. I think it was the the TSA guy from Get Out. Whoa, Daniel Kaluuya was in that too! Oh my goodness! Unless I'm I'm just completely wrong. I know, obviously Daniel Kaluuya was in that, but um, it's the guy at the end of the movie who kills the the racist white girl. Oh, whoopsie if you haven't watched get out but then he's like TSA motherfucker and like don't uh, underestimate us something like that um i think that was him who gave <laughs> bill the, the drugs lil ray um yeah it was him it was him um yeah okay um and he's a he's walking all suave and smooth out the out the bar and then um um actually let me let me let me get back to my question (laughs) um I was wondering, like, is that really the way Bill got his hands on the, the sleeping drugs and the poison? And I didn't do my research. I just wanted to know. And I just wanted to put that out there. Um, And also, a little before this, Bill was having, like, nightmares and stuff. And, like, he's walking into a building, and, like, he gets shot by him, at him, pie from himself. It's like a, a different self. And, you know... That that's going through his mind right now in the movie, and um, so he still at the bar. He runs out and like goes to the guy's um, Lil Ray's car, <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, hey, like, uh, who are you? I really need to know if you're actually FBI." And then he bangs on his window. Then Lil Ray rolls down the window, and then he gives him like a badge. And then he drives off, and then like Keith Sandfield. He opens the thing, and it was his fake FBI badge from the beginning of the movie, and that's crazy. That was so good. I love that because it's, it's like, confirming the foreshadowing that, you know, all of this is going to come back to him if he doesn't, like, carry out the job. And just even getting involved in this, like, it was going to come back to um, Yeah, it was going to come back to him. Uh, and that's, like, him shooting himself. You know, he shot himself in the foot, basically. Um, but the dream was shooting himself in the head. Um, and, yeah. The last, the ending scenes were really fucking sad, man. Like, you saw how, like, Bill, Bill was, like, kind of fully in it. Like, he kind of believed the cause. But, you know, he also has to protect himself as a doggy dog world out there. Um, just like how the janitor guy called the the police on Jake, like it's, it's his survival too. Um, and, uh, I was also saying each time Bill pulls off a successful dupe, um, his demeanor afterwards gets worse and worse. Like you can see that culminate back in this scene, the the final scene where he asks um Fred, and this was after their little fight, uh so he's like no longer a part of them. It's like, can I get you a drink? And after that, we see him walk out and like, is it's it's sad because like that's the last time they see each other, and we don't really see them confront after um, he gets to drink. And um, I guess that's just to show the the open end, the, the gray um, of all of this. And like, he was really, really frazzled, like really frazzled when walking out. And I believe, I believe, um, you see Lil Ray's car, or Slick, I think that's what he wanted, thing to call him, like pass by As um, Lakeith Sanfield walks out of Fred's house. And I was like, shh, damn, like it would have happened either way. Either way. And um, that was the end of the movie. And then we see the, like, a little clip of actual Fred. um, I hate myself. Um, Bill William O'Neill in this uh, documentary that aired January 15th. Martin Luther King Jr. Day um about like his deeds and stuff. And honestly, I can't really take this movie seriously because I said ML like Martin Luther King Day instead of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which really annoys me. Like it's it's just just why? Like, just add the junior. It's not that hard. Like everybody forgets, but this movie specifically about like civil rights and stuff. You can't even get somebody's name right. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? So honestly, this movie is a zero out of ten. Um, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. And R.I.P. Fred Hampton. So there's that. There's also great music, great acting, and it was better than Tolkien, which was about um. Um <laughs> who who did Lord of the Rings, I think. And they had a movie about him. It was a really good movie, too. But it's not like a document. It's a it seems more of like a coming of age, like super super fictionalized. And it didn't seem like a documentary at all. So I gave it like a five out of ten because of that. If it was more <clears throat> less fictionized, fictionalized, like, I, I I, don't know. Or if this was just, like, a... If it wasn't about Tolkien himself um, and just some random guy, it probably would have been, like, a 9 out of 10. But because they said it was about Tolkien, when they, like, all this writing and stuff flubbed it up, it was basically, like, a coming-of-age romance type thing. Romance and bromance. Um, I say watch it for that. It's hard to say... Exactly what it was. But again, we're not talking about them. We're talking about the Black Panthers. And I'm kind of running out of time. So we're going to rush past um, Marvel's Black Panther stuff. Um, There's not much to say, really. (laughs) Um, I've got, like, a small vendetta. Not vendetta. Like, uh, dislike of... um, I don't know. The Marvel's Black Panther movie. It's I think it's because it became like such a huge cultural impact when I'm like, I don't know, you know, the comics were there before. Like he was in T V shows too. Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes, um, Superhero Squad show, you know, Avengers Assemble, other stuff like that, you know? You know. So, I don't know. That's just me because I, I've got, like, you know, a bare minimum background knowledge of comics and stuff. But, uh. Watching it again, I really like the first hour. The first hour is pretty good. But then the second hour is like, ah, oh, come on, man. It was, it's still a good movie, though. still a good movie, but Judas and the Black Messiah is far better. Um. Um. So. <laughs> um, let me just run down these notes real quick And um, talk about how how much I liked it less um, It followed Civil War It was like a week after um, Captain America Civil War It shouldn't have been called Captain America Civil War It was literally an Avengers movie um, But uh, the death of his father um to Charles' father who is the black panther king of wakanda um and like he's got to recoup with that like he's got to recover from that and now he's being crowned king right after kind of sucks um but um, we also follow Eric Killmonger um who's played by uh, Michael Michael B Jordan that guy Fun fact, he was in another Marvel movie, Fantastic Four. Um, I think that came out in 2012 or something. Uh, Bad movie, terrible movie. Uh, And he didn't die in that one. Uh, Another fun fact, Chris Evans, Captain America, also played Johnny Storm, the same character Michael B. Jordan played in the other Fantastic Four movie, but before him. And, like, it was, like, two, was it 2000? They had a sequel, too, so he played it twice. Um, in, the, in the first... No, it was, like, the second installment of the Fantastic Four movies. Um, which is really cool. That's really fun. Like, you know, they were both the same character, and then they become different characters in, like, the MCU. Which I find really interesting, and I hope... And Doctor Strange's Multiverse of Madness Both of them come back as Johnny Storm Because if we don't get that I'm going to rage I'm going to rage man I'm going to rage Because it's just like a really cool tidbit thingy And I oh. It's going to be cool It's going to be freaking cool Um, Another so We're talking about the MCU now So like I'm just going to Go into so many tangents with the time I have. Um, <laughs> the the end of uh, Spider Man No Way Home. There's two after credit scenes, and the second one is literally a trailer for multiverse of madness like what that is not that's it's literally the theatrical trailer of a movie that's coming out in like two months like what are you talking about man and it was like released on YouTube this like right after it doesn't make any sense why would you do that why is oh it could have been anything else it could have been like Doctor Strange going up to Wanda and being like oh we have a problem and I would have been completely satisfied but it was a whole trailer like that like it was literally the trailer that's going to be shown on tv youtube ads and every other ad like come on come on um <laughs> that all to say black panther had a great opening scene i really like that opening scene when uh we're in oakland and then we see the dora milaje and then um uh we see killmonger's dad confront um to is dad to And that's oh that's really cool. Um so um right here I have Zuri's messed up. I don't remember exactly why. I think it's just it's her comedic timing is just really off, but like it shows, like they, they call it out, they're self aware, like she's a kid, blah blah blah. Um I said Okoye is the goat. Because she is, um, Denai Gurira, I think that was her name. I'm pretty sure she's Michonne in Walking Dead from the TV series. Um, she's great. Probably my second, oh, she's probably my favorite character in the movie. And then Mbaku by Winston, Winston Guy, <laughs> Winston Black Guy. Oh, his performance, although Okoye, probably my favorite character in the movie, but. Whoever played in Baku, he his performance is so authentic. I his accent, his last, his delivery, everything is on point. And I he is so good. He's so good. So 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 good. Um we're gonna skip around, but um um <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, when uh, after they think T'Challa is dead, which is stupid, um, they go to to the Jabari tribe and they confront Mbaku because uh, he's he's like the only one who could who can help them really. And then he's uh, <laughs> uh, when I think Zuri, uh, Shuri. Oh my God! I said, Z- whoa! I'm thinking about Jesse. I meant Shuri. That's her name. Um, Shuri um, and then he's like silence and it's like it reminds me of all the Nollywood movies I've watched they really should have just got some Nollywood actors I would have oh I would have laughed so hard um, but, and I think who play the guy who plays in Baku he's Trinidadian um, good for him he's he's an actor man he is an actor um, but for it's so authentic. Like his, it's literally just West Africa in a, like, oh I can't, I can't get enough of it. I really need to watch more movie season. And then, um, he had the best line where, um, he was talking to, what's his name? Agent Guy, Agent Ross, some CIA agent, um, token white guy in the movie, besides Claw. Cool. Um, and he's like, uh, "Shut up! I'll feed you to my children." And as a threat, because Ross was being stupid and he didn't know what he was talking about. And then he starts um, Mbaku starts laughing. He's like, "I'm kidding. We're vegetarians." And I actually watched Black Panther in the theaters, and I like burst out laughing at that because like, his delivery and like he's been super serious throughout the whole movie, so that. That like kind of broke me. I was like, oh shit, what the hell? That's really funny. Good for him. Blah, blah, blah. But I need to see M'Baku more. Hopefully in the Wakanda miniseries that Disney's making, um, we see more of the other tribes because I'm pretty sure there's four more tribes. Like the Jabari border, somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> other tribe, the mining tribe. I think that's one of them. But let's get back to these notes. Um, oh, okay, okay. Um, when Shuri is talking about uh, Jala's sandals and she's like, What are those? I cringe so 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 hard. Um, there's also Killmonger's like heist scene that was really good. I, I like. They did some really good build up for Eric Killmonger in this movie. Like, he had his whole squad, like his girl, and then they had Claw and those two other guys, or whatever. And then um, then it just kind of sucked. Because, like, I know Claw was a plot device so he can get into Wakanda. But Claw, he was in another Avengers movie, I believe. And um, I think it was Age of Ultron. And then he just gets killed like super shittily in this. And it's like, come, come on. And Claw, his actor, I forget who is uh, who plays him, but he had a really good performance and uh, he was funny and I, I was sad to see him go, like, by a silenced pistol. Like, it was stupid. Um... Uh, and I think that was probably the point where, like, I started not falling off from the movie, but I think after Killmonger gets to Wakanda, when he, um, after he introduces himself and then the, the fight, then it it teeters down for me a little bit. Um, and, uh, I was really immersed in Wakanda. Um, I love, I just, it was, it was really great. Like, it was really cool. I want to see more. I don't know how to accurately, like, describe my, like, wonder and stuff for it. Um, I had to do some exposition, you know, especially to Ross, which was, like, you know, good uh, use of his character. Super, like, underestimating. Like, oh, Wakanda's a third world country. Magnets? Whoa, you guys got magnets? And, like, (laughs) shit like that. Um, So, um... That was that was Wakanda was really cool. Can't wait to see more of it. And Sha- Shang Chi. I have to compare it to Shang Chi because this Wakanda I mean, Black Panther and Shang Chi are like the Asian and Af Black African equivalent. It's but Shang Chi is way worse. Um, probably one of my least favorite MCU movies. Um, that's a different discussion for another day. But like. At the, like, last 30 minutes of Shang-Chi, we get to see this, like, new, like, mystical shithole. It's stupid. And it doesn't... It's... it. <laughs> I wish it was introduced earlier. Because um, we don't really get much from it besides, like, the final fight. And it's... I'm not... I'm not, like... I wasn't interested in the place. It's, they didn't really do anything to enhance the experience besides like the clothes and stuff and just like the visuals I guess but other than that no I think I was gonna say Kunlun but I think that's Iron Fist like temple whatever um I'm gonna say Eric's uh introduction to the elders was great I loved how he sized them up and like uh how he surprised them of him being the prince I mean uh son of the prince, who was T'Challa's uncle, and then they gave us the best, the rest of his backstory. Um, oh no! Okay, I realized Zuri is Forrest Whitaker's character. Who saw? So- oh my goodness! He terrible accent, terrible everything. Honestly, his eyes terrible too. If you didn't know, oh that's mean. But. <sighs> I did did not like Forrest Whitaker in that role at all. Um, So, yeah, that's why I said Zuri's messed up, and then Shuri is um, T'Challa's sister. So, um, there's that. Um, Yeah, Eric's introduction to the Elders was great. He showed off his fancy accent. He said his traditional name, and then... Um, he challenged T'Challa, which was really interesting, uh, because T'Challa knew all along who his identity, I mean, you know, what his identity was because Zuri told him like right beforehand and, um, you know, he was contemplating and kind of ignoring everyone and then he was like, I accept. Um, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Oh when they were doing the fight, I was so disgusted. The Like, I watched this movie a couple times, and every time Killmonger takes off his shirt, it's... I want to throw up. It triggers my tribophobia so much, like, because he has, like, little ticks and tallies on his body for every kill he's had because he was, like, in the CIA, or... He was, he was in every branch of government and whatever, or... Rise government or some shit, and he got a bunch of kills, and it's disgusting. It his his whole body is freaking ill, 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 ill. But also, I really liked his cost, like his costuming, for the first half of the movie with that like, um, random traditional tribal mask, and then like all of his like body armor and gear. It looked really cool. I'm like him just taking the other Black Panther suit or whatever. Um, And I think the fights could have been better. Like the first fight with M'Baku when he was trying to take the throne was decent, but there were so many cuts. It kind of reminded me of uh, like phase one of Marvel, like one of the Thor movies and uh, Avengers. Um, There was just a bunch of Different cuts when there didn't need to be when there's pretty cool action for the most part. And then obviously the last um act where um there's like the full on war with between the people of Wakanda. That was really cool. Um there was a lot of CG, but whatever. But then the fight with Killmonger and, and um T'Challa himself, it was ugly. And everybody can say it was ugly because everybody knows it was ugly. Um Anyway, during the, the, the battle for the throne, Zuri like was like, No, Eric! Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah! Uh, no, kill me! And then Eric is like, Okay. And then he kills him. He's like, Oh, I'll kill you and him, Uncle James. And I'm like, Oh my god, they didn't like that. was like basically their only interaction in the movie. And that was so bad. Um, my comp- big complaint is just like, there wasn't enough rapport with Killmonger and, um, and the rest of the cast, really, um, kind of reminds me of Ultron. Ultron was super charismatic. He had his moments with, like, a bunch of the Avengers and everything, yet Age of Ultron was a dookie movie, um, but besides the Hawkeye scenes, um, and, like, his family stuff, but, you know, this movie's pretty good, but it kind of fit, like, I like Killmonger, but not with anybody else, really, because he doesn't have any rapport with anybody else. It sucks. And <clears throat> it, it's really disappointing, because I felt nothing when he killed Zuri, who was his Uncle James. Like, he also infiltrated in America with his father and got his father killed. Um, but they're, they're, they didn't say anything about that, really. They just showed him in the flashback, and they showed him when he's Forrest Whitaker and Lazy-Eyed. And then he gets lazy stabbed. And then he dies. And then, um, to Charles' fake death, I felt. It was literally at the hour and something mark. Like, I felt. I don't know if anybody felt anything at that. It was like, of course, Charles is not dead. Like. And I even wrote, like, I wish there was more conversation because it was. Because uh, Killmonger's a cool character. I f- he just needed more. She just need more conversation with everybody. Honestly, it was. Uh. Um, I'm, I wrote about the we are vegetarian thing. It was great. Um, I said uh, da, 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 the final fight was pretty cool. Agent Ross, he he was he was okay. He flew like a jet, and he barely survived. I he didn't show up in any other movies from what I remember. Um, and I also wrote R.I.P. Agent Coulson, Phil Coulson, who was, like, in all of the movies, Marvel movies in Phase 1. He was really cool, loved him, but then he died, unfortunately. And then um, I said Eric didn't really have to die um, because I'm just so disappointed with how he how he turned out with everybody else. It was unfortunate. But it is what it is. Um, and then... I said this was one of my favorite end credits because the all the stars with Kendrick and SZA, like, and then oh, the, the, the graphics and stuff, the end credit scene, it's so good. It's so good. I really loved it. I really loved that part of the movie, that specific segment, like the last two minutes um also r.i.p. Chadwick Boseman I don't know what they're gonna do in the future with him and the other Black Panther movies and uh, Avengers obviously and stuff like that they should recast him um it'd it'd be dumb if they didn't because Black Panther was you know he was kind of Chadwick Boseman is not character, like, you know, the writing made T'Challa who he was, of course the performance and Chadwick Boseman delivered, but, you know, he didn't get enough time with him to really cement the character. Um, Only one standalone movie, and then he was in Civil War, but also Black Panther was... Was was there before Chadwick? Uh, and I don't know what I'm trying to get at here, but yeah, recast, recast T'Challa, and um, you get the same writers, you get an actor who delivers just as good, and you got your cake right there. But um, RP Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, Marvel's Black Panther, not as good as um, is um Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, and this podcast, not as good as I thought it'd be. Um, uh, you know, only 28 days in this month. So, uh, kind of, kind of had to, you know, get this one in, uh, as, as quick as I could There originally it was supposed to be two different episodes I was gonna spark some controversy be like ooh this is a good Black Panther movie and then this is the bad Black Panther movie but you know um I just I just want to talk about a lot of things and I had to put this in before next week cause I feel like a fun episode next week fun episode what Thanks for listening. Um, See you next week in my corner, and um, have a have a good week, good night, good day, good eye, (laughs) Mike. All right, bye.